This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to A Game of Two Halves, a sports podcast by The Straits Times, and it's coming to you from some dark back room in the SBH Pleasure Dome. It's the second week of the EPL. We've just had one amazing weekend of action, well, depending on which team you're supporting. Some teams have done very well, and conversely, some teams have not. I'm Jonathan Roberts, and I'm joined by Cezali Abdulaziz, SD Sports Correspondent Extraordinaire. Hello, Saz. Hi, JB. Yeah, we, we are in a really dark room. We are, actually, yes. Yeah. It's, it's dark and pebbled. and We fear for our lives sometimes. Anyway, Saz, what did you think of this weekend's action? I mean, it's the first one, some early matches. Um, tell you what, who's impressed you? Which players have impressed you? Well, it wasn't bad for for you know a season kickoff. I think there were some exciting games, um, not too many surprises, not too many upsets. Uh, I think the two, um, I guess, most interesting games. Uh, I, I felt uh, f- firstly, obviously, the, the Arsenal City game, uh, Man City game. Uh, we wanted to see uh, how the new Arsenal uh, would do against you know the champions, um, and it seemed like something out of last season. To be honest, uh, you know. Arsenal were strikingly similar to uh, that weak, um, you know, uh, team under Arsenal Wenger with that soft underbelly. They, they they didn't seem to have a strong uh, backbone in the middle of the pitch and, and uh, in defence. Uh, they were jelly. Yeah, they were. You know, and and I was a bit surprised because you know the whole the whole point is uh, you know the, the whole point of signing people like Socrates and and uh, the uh, Lichtsteiner, the the the, the mm. right back from Juventus, is so called. To bring that solidity and and you know that toughness to to the team that they they lacked, but you know City just carved right through them, you know. And, and well, it still feels like very early days for us. I mean, to give them the benefit of the doubt, I mean that the new coach Emery still feels like he only came in a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And these signings are really fresh. I mean, the the you know they've not quite healed over yet, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, but I mean, again, like I said, like you know, if I, if I was an Arsenal fan, you know, I, we're trying to usher in a new era. Uh, I would be a bit disappointed to see that oh it's the same old same old. We, we like the cutting edge against the top teams. Um, you know they cover cover us apart too easily. Peter Cech almost passed the ball into his own goal. You know <laughs> that kind of thing. It's well, I, if you were an Arsenal fan, I'd have to say you ha- don't have the best judgment anyway. <laughs> well, I'm a Newcastle if, if fan. If you're so willing <laughs> to get rid of uh, a manager who's kept you in the top flight and the top of the top flight for so yeah. long, and you're still complaining, yeah. then. You know, there's still something wrong with you, but yeah. you know, hey, yeah, well, to well, all and, fans. You know, and and you know, if I'm a City fan, uh, conversely, you know, obviously, uh, I'll be very happy if I saw. You know, it wasn't a perfect performance. There were a couple moments where, you know, Arsenal looked like oh maybe they could grow into the game, but you know, they were very good. They were great, and uh, you know, considering some of these players, you know, uh, you know, cut short their holidays from the from the World Cup. You know, Carl Walker. You know, came back and you know slotted in right into defense. John Stones did the same. I my heart bleeds. <laughs> They've cut their holiday short. <laughs> yeah, you know, these poor millionaire footballers uh, <laughs> having to to cut their, their their holidays. But yeah, no, they 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 came in. They they did a very professional job. Um, and I think you know they they're only going to get stronger. I still don't get your attraction with Man City. To me, it's uh, like Federer with tennis, or indeed uh, Schumacher with racing. Uh, technically, yeah, they are very professional, they're clean, and they are very good at what they do. But I I still don't get an element of passion with it. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I, I, I'm not 
I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm enamored by them, or I'm you know absolutely in love with them. But you know, like I don't think they are boring, lah. You know, I, I, them winning is boring. You know, I, I, as the same way like you mentioned Federer, uh, there are some people who you know who can't you know stop enjoying seeing him win. I guess you know I I have no problems with with City if they if they win with this brand of football. Okay, so what was the other match that gave you flashes of inspiration? Uh, you know, it was the Liverpool game because you know, of course, grudgingly I, I I say that, but no, honestly, uh, from a neutral standpoint, because you know, I, like I said, uh, you know, when we we recorded the the pre kickoff podcast, you know, uh, all eyes would be on Liverpool to see, you know, if if all the spending, um, you know, they they did in the summer, if that's gonna really um, make them genuine title contenders, and uh, they they did look that way, you know, in the in the four nil win over West Ham. Um, you know, having said that, before before I I I lavish praise on Liverpool, uh, I I I mentioned that uh, you know West Ham, you know they brought in a a Premier League winning manager and backed him with you know eighty five million pounds, but when I saw the starting lineup and I saw Declan Rice, a twenty twenty one year old boy starting in midfield, I'm thinking you know. <laughs> this is not going to be much of a challenge, lah. And and true enough, it, you know they they did look weak defensively, um, but yeah, no, I I I think Liverpool were great. Uh, what do you think? Well, coming from <laughs> a fan standpoint, um, I think it's a long time since I've seen. It was a statement of intent to have a bench that strong. Um, is extraordinary for a Liverpool team. Uh, you know that any of these guys coming on would still mean that the team is just as strong, if not even stronger. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm all about the fairy tales. So the fact that Sturridge came on with three minutes to go, and you think it's almost like a oh, well, fine, have a run around, but then within 30 minutes he scores. 30 seconds. Sorry, 30 seconds. <laughs> well, three minutes and he scores yeah. in thirty minutes. That's <laughs> the stadium cleared home. up and then he's just <laughs> <laughs> scored, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. Within thirty seconds, he scores. I mean, that that is a fairy tale moment. You know, he's not had the best of times recently with Liverpool, but then he comes on and scores immediately. Fantastic. Though, what I would say is that it's you're beating West Ham. Sure, they've got Pellegrini. Sure, they've had a big spend, but. They steamrolled, and I've, I will be interested to see how they can manage once a team scores first or even scores again. Because I have to admit, the benchmark of a Liverpool game is the second half collapse to some extent. Yeah. I'm, um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, one four goals do not a championship make. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So obviously, there was a lot of hype with them in pre-season, and you start off with a four-nil win. You know the hype is going to be exacerbated even more. Uh, but you have to bear in mind, like you mentioned, uh, you know West Ham uh, also in a rebuilding phase, uh, not so strong defensively, and you know one of the goals was clearly offside. You know, so, <coughs> <laughs> so um, you know all all these things add up, and and you know uh, uh, you know it it might not be. And from uh, Liverpool, another almost goalkeeping blunder. Yeah, exactly. So it might not be a cakewalk the entire season, but. Uh, to your point, I I I I completely agree about the bench thing. You know, uh, Shakiri came on, looked super lively. Sturridge came on, scored. Um, Fabinho didn't even come on, I think. Right? No. Yep. So no. you know, Fabinho, who, who's a you know world class um, defensive midfielder, didn't even come on. He didn't need to come on, to be honest. I mean, if you didn't don't really need to show up the defense when you're leading four. Yeah. Now, but um, 
But yeah, you know that. Although the, the, sometimes you would do wonder. That, <laughs> well, yeah, that that strength and depth is is something that um, you know I'm sure Liverpool fans will be will be okay, happy. Stop to you see there. Before we get onto the, this weekend's action, uh, what's going on with Man United? This whole Marino Pogba bust up, sort of bust up. Is it pretend? Is it just mind games? Is it whatever? I mean, there is a theory that this is could just be my theory as well, but. This is Mourinho playing some kind of mind games, luring yeah. people into a false sense of security, thinking that he's had a massive, seemingly, seemingly yet again, another big bust up with his striker. Yeah, well, it, it, it's strange, you know, because, you know, I, I've, in the past, uh, I was a huge, you know, Jose Mourinho fan. I, I, you know, I, I had a Sunday team. I was the sort of like coach or manager or whatever. And, I, you know, I read books on, on Mourinho, you know, uh, Anatomy of a Winner, <laughs> stuff like that. And he really did, you know, he really ju- did justify some of his, uh, you know, tr- methods at, at Benfica. And at, at, oh, uh, no, he at, was the Machiavelli. He was yeah. the guy who, you so, know, you can create a team this way. Exactly. So when, when you read of, of, you know, that there's a method behind his madness. So you, you think like, oh my God, this guy's a mastermind. And obviously, you know, the first few years at Chelsea and, and his success at Real Madrid and, and Inter Milan, you know, you, you sort of, um, that enhanced the reputation even more. But... I have to say, you know, and like I said, you know, coming from a, a guy who who idolized him at one point, I think he's lost the plot, man. Um, I don't even know what 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 he's doing in the last couple of years. You know, he's he's slamming his youngsters, and you know, at, at timings when you know it's it's odd, it, it doesn't bring any benefit. You know, he slams his stars and stuff like that. Comes up with weird excuses like, oh, I don't play. Uh, certain players because you know they are really assured of going to the World Cup or, or something like that you know towards the end of the season last year so I I really don't know what's in his head but I have to say I mean I I, I don't see Pogba uh, leaving uh, you know we've, we've read uh, reports uh, you know that there's um, you know there's been a bust up between Mourinho and, and Pogba you know stemming from you know when, when Pogba was dropped last season but you know he, he was if you look at the facts, he was a he was a captain, uh, and he scored in the first game. And uh, you know Mourinho praised him afterwards. I I I, I mean I I I have to say you know from from my standpoint, obviously here in Singapore where I don't have insider information, it looks like you know just uh, some of the British tabloids just trying to stir up uh, something that's not there. Well, we'll find out this weekend when they play against the mighty mighty who is it Brighton right Brighton, Brighton. Hove and Albion. <laughs> Wow. Well, hey, yeah, I, I don't think you should count them um, out. I, I, you, you look at, uh, you know, that, that's actually one of the two games where I think, um, you know, the big guns could trip up, you know, um, menu uh, at Brighton. Uh, you know, last year Brighton beat them 1 0. You know, so, you know, stranger things have happened. And, and, you know, it's one of those tricky games, banana skin games, where, where you know, you think it's a, it's a shoe in for, for three points for the big team. And, and, and uh, you know, it doesn't work out that way. Uh, the other game uh, is actually Liverpool against Palace. Because... <laughs> another trip-up, potentially. Uh, another yeah. potential yeah. trip-up. Yeah, I know, we, we mentioned about, you know, obviously the impressive start they had. But, uh, you know, Crystal Palace was obviously where... Uh, we go again didn't work in 2014 where they were held to a 3-3 draw and then they lost the, the title eventually. Uh, well, they lost their grip on the title. All right, all right, all right, let's move on, move <laughs> on. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you know, the, 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 the games uh, between Liverpool and Palace there have, have generally been very close within within a goal or two. So, you know, it will be a, a real test for, for um, Klopp's men. And then we have 
Chelsea and Arsenal. Saturday night, Sunday morning, 12.30am. Yeah. This is a big one. The two new boys. Yeah. But by far the biggest fixture of this weekend, I guess. Oh, easily. Um, it's it's yeah. kind of a quiet weekend, really. Yeah, it is. It is. It's... Uh, it, it is a quiet weekend, but yeah, I mean, it, it is going to be an interesting game between uh, Chelsea and Arsenal. It's uh, d- you know two new bosses, uh, as you mentioned. Um, obviously, contrasting starts. Uh, Chelsea beat uh, mighty mighty Huddersfield three um, nil uh, in in their opening game, and uh, um, you know we were, co- we were fairly comfortable doing so. And uh, you know Arsenal obviously had <laughs> the toughest game possible against City. Um, I think it will be it will be a good match. Uh, you know the Chelsea players have have sort of um, you know I've I've read a number of stories where the Chelsea players are praising Sari and the freedom they have under him. Um, Arsenal obviously a, a tough start, so so not not so many positive, mm. uh, not as many positive uh, stories or articles coming out from their players. But um, yeah, I, I think you know Gwendouzi, the, the the young uh, you know midfielder looked decent uh, against the best team in the league. So uh, I think that there's a reason to be positive for Arsenal fans as well, um, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if um, if they can uh, pull one over Chelsea, which I, I actually think they do. If you are if you are interested to, in well, what I'm thinking, there you go, Arsenal fans. <laughs> a reason to cheer. You'll be able to read what this guy thinks about these matches as well at uh, StraightsTimes.com. Okay, thanks, guys, for joining me. Not a problem at all. Okay, and you'll be able to see our beautiful faces next week because it's a video edition of your Game of Two Halves. And now this. Well, this is a game of two halves, and far away from the madding crowds of the EPL, there is a sporting event much closer to home. It is the Asian Games. It starts officially, fully, on Saturday. And, of course, Straits Times has a team going over there. I'm speaking to one of them now, Mr. Shamir Osman. Hey, man. It's good to be here. Okay. Are you looking forward to this? This is... uh a big event. It is actually. In in terms of level of sporting competition, this is just below the Olympics. And it is a great opportunity for athletes from Singapore to go and test themselves against the best in Asia. We've we have the Sea Games, we all know that, every two years and, and our athletes tend to do pretty well there in, across several sports and this is a chance for them to to step up now. How do we challenge against the, the best in Asia, against the likes of the, of Japan and Korea and China? And the big boys. Oh, the big boys. It's going to be starting on Saturday, 18th of August. Go on for two weeks, I guess, to set 2nd of September. And it's actually going to be played across uh, quite far apart. I mean, it's at Jakarta and that place I, I still... Palembang. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll try it one day. And try Palembang. It, ah, that's close. That is very closer, close to closer it, than you got okay. before. <laughs> well, the distance between... The so many takes <laughs> to get this one right. Okay. Well, it's, it's far apart. They're not even on the same island. They're, they're about, what, 600 kilometres apart from each other. Okay, for a passing sports fan, what should we be looking for? What's going to be good? Especially something that uh, Singapore's going to do well in. Because we want Singapore to win, of course. Well, what's going to be good and what Singapore are going to do well in, they cross generally at one point. And that point is Joseph schooling. <laughs> Joseph's going to be in the pool, Olympic champion, Olympic record holder. Well, recently c- celebrated the anniversary. Uh, the 13th of August, I believe, was That's the right. anniversary of that amazing day. It is. And he's, he's had his ass handed to him, as he said before, several times in the media this last year. So he's, he's trying to get his act together, getting, get back on the wagon, as it were. And a lot is being expected of Joe. And I think, well, when it comes down to the crunch, 
this boy delivers. He's he's got that ability to step up when it matters. So so again, that point where what's good and where Singapore's involved is dual schooling. Now for 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 the average sports fan, well, most of them will know Son Hyung Min, Spurs Korean forward. He is missing the first couple of games for Korea at the Asian Games because of a deal that was brokered between the FA and Tottenham. But his aim is to go there and help Korea win the gold medal so that he will be exempted, he and along with the rest of his team, obviously, will be exempted from national service. Well, there's a subject that's close to many Singaporeans' hearts. Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. But those are there's several more athletes to look out for. You've got um, Nicole David, well known in in this part of the world for being well, well, not just this part of the world. She has been the best squash player for wow, a long time now. She won the Asian Games gold medal when she was 14 in 1998. Well, she's been world number one, I think, for the most consecutive weeks, like 108 months or something like that. It'll be great to watch her compete again. Who else do we have? We've got Chinese sprinter. This one. I, I'm keen to to watch live, but I can't because I'll be in Palembang instead of Jakarta. His name is Su Bing Tian. Uh-huh. He's clocked 9.91 seconds in the 100 meter dash. Wow. Wow, indeed. That, that and will his be name something. isn't Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great to watch. You know, you there's always the, the talk of about genetic potential and, and how far you can go. But here you have an uh, ethnic Chinese Asian person, 9.91. From what you're saying, these games are quite a proving ground. For some athletes, it's a matter of asserting their dominance. If you are Lin Tan or Japanese badminton player Kento Momota trying to prove himself against the best in the world, Lin Tan. You've got the likes of of athletes coming from countries like Singapore and and Indonesia who, who may not be top of their game, not by country mile, but they're there to prove to themselves that they can match up. But it is Asia is the biggest continent, and next to the Olympics, this, these are the largest games. Any particular sports that we should check out? Something that we may have dismissed in the past that has actually got just as much thrill as some big-name sports? Well, something you may not have heard of is paragliding is going to be at the games. Seriously? Indeed, for the first time as a metal sport. Okay, hang on. Paragliding, is, this is the one with the boat that drags you out and no, no, you that, go up... There's no boat that drags you up. You're up. You run off a cliff, I think, catch the wind, and then you direct yourself. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's so a stupid mistake. So it, it's kind of like a parachute. Right, yeah. So you basically parachute. But do you know how they score this? I am not too clear on the matter, but we do have a Singaporean uh, paragliding oh, pilot. Right. Do we? Her name is Jessica Go. All right. She was crowned Women's World Champion at the 2015 Paragliding Accuracy World Cup. So we, we do have something to look forward to. This is a complete revelation today. <laughs> so you see, you watch a new sport and you have, you have, well, we have vested interest because we've got one of our own there. And we've got a world champion in it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, so paragliding. Let's watch. Yes, let's, watch. Let, let's watch this. Find out how they get in the air, how they're jumping down, and indeed how they score this thing. That's amazing. And Singapore always does well with uh, Silat as well, which uh, I think is a sport that should get a bit more play. We've got several world champions in Silat. And yes, we do tend to do well in that spot, but that's not the only one. We Singapore's sailors have, have a history of doing of course, well yeah. at the Asian Games, the bowlers as well. The shooters have, have come good every now and then, but it's a it's a it's a sport where the margin of error is so tiny, right? So it, you 
can't quite tell if they are going to do well, but they do have the potential for medals. That's for sure. And and swimming, Joseph Schooling isn't the only one in the pool who is capable. We've got Kwa Tsung Wen, Amanda Lim, perhaps, who's who's trying to beat her own personal best. It's it's pretty open, and there there are some sports again like paragliding and sport climbing that that the general sports fan will not know where we kind of stand, but. There are opportunities for Singapore to medal. And which one are you particularly looking forward to covering? Well, I I'm going to be in Palembang. I'm actually looking forward to covering sepak takraw. I've always enjoyed that sport. And, a traditionalist. And watching Thailand play. I mean, all the videos that you see online, most of the videos are of the Thai boys who are making an art of this. It's, of, it's of the, skill beyond skill, really, isn't it? It's just oh, it's, yeah. Sensational! I played it when I was younger. Of course, you try to emulate that, and you don't—not <laughs> even close, not even close. So I'd like to watch that firsthand. Okay, that's where we'll leave it. Thanks, Shamir. Thanks. It's been fun. So you'll be able to read and hear some of Shamir's dispatches from the Asian Games over the next two weeks. But you're not the only one going to be there, Shamir. Who are you joined by? Rohit Bridgenath will be in Jakarta with Nicole Chia, and we've got our crew of photographers on either side, of course supporting us to get some great images from both cities. Indeed, yeah. So, check that out. Go Singapore. Yes, <laughs> indeed. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcasts at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.